Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back here on Sports Talk, getting ready to talk some Saints and NFL Draft with Ralph Marlboro, host of the Saints Happy Hour podcast, also writes for WWLTV.com. Totally appreciate the time, Ralph. How is your Friday going so far? It's going It's going pretty good, Uh I'm excited for – we're almost to draft week. And, you know, mm-hmm. I always feel like the official kickoff of draft week is when we get that first ridiculous rumor on a player. <laughs> you know, that, like, that, that's just like – you know, it's not the Laramie Tunsil, like, gas mask. So that wasn't a rumor. That actually happened, which is amazing. But we get that first rumor. It might have been the C.J. Stroud, like, stiff in the Manning passing academy. <laughs> you know, it's like that, that, that rumor that's like – plausibly true, but probably not. And it's probably like a team trying to get a guy to fall to him. But it's going to happen probably like Monday, like right around like lunchtime. And it'll be like, you know, like certain player like might or might have or might not have killed a hobo. And we're like, oh, that <laughs> might kill his last song. And that's, that's when you know like draft week is here. And I'm, wait, I'm waiting for because you know it's good. You know it's going to happen. And we're all checking Twitter 9,000 times a day waiting for it. See, my favorite is the X team is exploring trading up. And it's like, yeah, every team is exploring trading up. That's what they do. They're doing their jobs. Report over. <laughs> that's right. But the thing is with the Saints, like, we know it's true. So, like, that, that's, that's another thing. Like, we should bet on, like, what reporter <laughs> is going to break this? We're going to break the news. Is it going to be Diana Rossini? Is it going to be Ian Rapport? Like, who's going to break the news? that the Saints are trying to trade into the top ten for Jalen Carter. Because remember, they, <laughs> right. do it, they do it every year. They don't always get it. Like They, they don't always get, aren't able to do it all the time. But, like, you know it's coming. Yeah. That probably is, like, a later in the week, though. That's probably, like, a Wednesday. It's like draft like day morning. I feel like day. you have that yeah. scheduled tweet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could just, like, I could just schedule it in and, like, <laughs> make it really vague, and it would be – it would be believable, and it would get like nine million retweets. You know, because remember, like they, the Saints are like they love Mac Jones. They're trying to <laughs> trade up for J.C. Horn. Like you, you know, it's going to happen, and we're going to lo- we're going to lose our minds. But deep down, don't we kind of want to lose our minds on draft day? Like that's what we're here for. Yeah, definitely. And you know, with this team, uh, they're they're going to make a move. It's not a question of if; it's when. Uh, do you see? What would you, uh, at least you looking at these prospects in this draft, if there's someone that you think there is that fit for this roster that would be perfect and the right move to move up for maybe? All right, so I was thinking about this, and I have, I have two theories, like not theories, but two predictions. <laughs> my, my first prediction that I feel absolutely positively great about 
is like we need to, as a group and as a Saints fans, like we need to say our goodbyes to the 71st pick. Mm-hmm. Like the 71st pick is like here at the airport, and you need to say goodbye to her. Long distance never works. Over. Yeah. Yeah, long distance never works. Like, just say goodbye to the 71st pick. Like, it's not, it's not happening. Like, the Saints are either, they're either using it to trade up from 29 or they're trading up from 71 to get back in and get three players in the top 50. Like, that, like, just, just say goodbye to set pick 71. That's gone. So, so, so I'm super confident about that. I'm really confident, too, that they're not picking at 29. I think they're either going to, either try like crazy to trade up from 29 and succeed and get a player or they'll fail and they'll trade back. Like, I don't think they're going to pick at 29. Um, and my third prediction, which I don't feel great about, but if you told me I had to, had to guess and had to put money on who the Saints would pick at 29, I think it's Foskey from Notre Dame because he fits the Saints. You think Foskey at 29? 29. Here's the thing. Okay. He fit, or I think, 29, or I think the Saints would trade up for him because he fits everything. He's got the Raz, he's got the size, he's got everything the Saints want, and the Saints love to overdraft defensive linemen. Yep. Peyton Turner, Davenport, like Foskey, he's the guy. Like, I could see the Saints, like, it's like, doom, 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 and it's like, oh, the Saints are picking a 20. Who are they going to pick? Are they going to pick Murphy? <laughs> are they going to pick Maisie Smith? And it's Foskey. Right. Like, it's the guy that you probably could have got at 40. <laughs> yeah, like, you could have got him at 40, but you Burned the seventy-first pick to go to twenty. Like that is so. That is so safe. So those are my only three like predictions because I don't really eat tape. I just know I've been a Saints fan my whole life, and I know how Mickey mm-hmm. Loomis operates, so I can kind of predict what he's going to do. So those are my those are my three draft predictions. If you have any like, you want me to break down tape on like Bryce Young and all that? I, I can't do that, but I I, I know this. I know the Saints, man. They, they're they're. They love trading up like I love bourbon. It's going to happen. Yeah, I or think they'll try to make it happen. That is something that's definitely true. And one of the things that I'm concerned about is we have we have basically named the same players, and that's usually a <laughs> recipe for disaster. When everyone thinks the Saints are going to draft somebody, they're definitely not drafting that player. But I do think when you look at the Saints, they are consistent. Like there's the the talking heads are always freaking out about what the Saints are doing. But anyone who watches them and follows them closely, it's like you can see the trends and how they operate. They're gonna overdraft defensive linemen, interior linemen, and they're gonna take somebody that you probably think they could have got at forty, but they really want them at twenty nine or twenty. I think when we put out a mock draft last week, I had them trading up to twenty because they could get Kalijah Kansi and then taken Foskey in the second round and I've had Foskey in two straight mock drafts and I think he does make a whole lot of sense for the Saints just in terms of what they look for team leader athletic long arms um the other guy is Keon White who Mike Dettelier brought up and as you look at mm-hmm. it he makes way too much sense he's a guy who's constantly hurt um has long arms <laughs> switch positions in college but has all the measurables, <laughs> and it is funny because you you look at it every year, and it's really not that surprising when you actually parse into it. Like, why did the Saints take Caesar Ruiz? I can't believe it. And then you take a step back and you're like, actually, this is perfectly on brand for what the Saints would do, Peyton Turner. And I I do think it's interesting when you kind of when you parse it all out no. in terms of their strategies. No, I think, and I've listened to this, an interview with Mickey Loomis that was really illuminating when he talked to Randy Moore. I think it was last year or sometime. And he was like, listen, when I, we worked at Seattle, remember Andy? I forget the GM's name, but he, he was our first job. And he was always like, it starts with your quarterback and your offensive line. Mm-hmm. If you can have a good quarterback and you can have an offensive line that can move people, then you can win. And he's like, I still believe that. And 
to me, I look at it the Saints and like I think their default fallback position is when it when they don't get the the, the player that they want necessarily. The fallback position is always draft a lineman. Mm-hmm. And I'll use this example. Like remember in 2017, they were literally on the phone with Ruben Foster, who would have been a disaster. And they were like, bro, we're picking you at 32. And the 49ers trade up, get him. And the Saints, what do they do? They pick Ramchak. Like, I just feel like if you aren't sure what the Saints are going to do, like, just default to pick an alignment. Because that's that's where they go. And listen, they miss and they hit and, and it doesn't work out. But all the time, but I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's not the worst strategy. It's not the worst strategy in the world. And the thing is with the Saints, I I like their strategy of of, of depending on Raz and depending on their prototypes because I feel like guys, it eliminates the 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 bust most of the time. Now look, they whiffed they whiffed on Peyton Turner, but like even Davenport, I wouldn't say he was a bust. And I don't think the Saints look at that pick and are like, man, we botch that i think they're just like man we were so unlucky that team was hurt all the time we maybe we did maybe his 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 love of football wasn't great or whatever but it wasn't like a bust so i i like their strategy overall and we can get into other things like i I, i'm constantly fighting with the bill barnwells and the (laughs) draft nerds of the world like i i I hate those people and i i I yell and scream at them and write wwl is nice enough to let me spill my guts and write thousands of words like old man get off my lawn i yell at them and i hate them so like the draft culture bothers me tremendously no i think i think you make a good point there which is the saints aren't going to let a bust change their strategy if they believe in the process i kind of look at it almost like blackjack if the dealer's sitting there with 16 you are staying that is a bust hand you know that the right play is to stay every now and then he's going to pull a five and you're like ah man but at the same time, yeah. the next time he's throwing a 16, you're going to stay because that's the right move. And I think the Saints are look at it that, that way as well. Just because the last pick didn't work out, you still believe that that's the right way to draft. So they're going to keep doing it. And uh, unfortunately, you, you backed up a Marcus Davenport with Peyton Turner, who has done nothing. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think that this is a stubborn organization, but I think they are stubborn in the right ways. Like they're stubborn in the sense that we're not going to tank, right? We're going to try to win every year. Yeah. And I think that's the right way to go despite what, you know, some analytics might tell you. And uh, I, I know we were joking about the draft nerds and the Bill Barnwells, but I, I do think it's a, it's a good point. Of like, if you believe in your process and you believe in your scouting and you're going to go get your player, I will never fault that if the cost is a sixth and a seventh round pick next year. Um, I do have questions about why you never draft a running back, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. This is my dream this year because – the Saints don't draft a running back, but they. But my dream is Bijan Robinson falls. Yeah, and I'm telling you, like to me, you this today. They said today was like the 20th anniversary of them picking Deuce, and I know, and I know the nerds, and they're like, you can't pick a running back, you can't pick a running back. <laughs> but my thing is this: like when the Saints drafted Deuce, I remember I talked to Randy Newman, and he was like, "Look, we did mock drafts during the week, and they had some times where Deuce McAllister fell to us at 22." And I want to say Randy had him definitely top five. He might have had him top three on the Saints board. And he fell to them. And they were disgusted. And they're like, we're taking him. Like, because here's the thing. If, you, if you're the Saints and you pick at 29 or you want to move up, and you have B. John Robinson in the top five, don't talk to me about value and all that. If you're going to pass on a top five player in your board, why do you even have scouts? Just, like, just right. do it by spreadsheet, right? So, to me – 
No, like if the Saints draft Bijan Robinson, I believe that he's one of these players that if he's healthy, he's going to be amazing, and he can catch. He's a weapon. Like I would, if if he's there at twenty nine, I would rink to the podium because here's the thing, guys. To me, Saints better get a running back right now practice because Alvin Kamara is getting suspended for six games. I wouldn't even get into the possibility that his he hasn't settled his case that he hasn't gotten a probation or whatever. The jail time is still possible, right? So to me, if the Saints don't get a running back and you have six weeks of, of Williams and Eno Benjamin or Dwight Washington or the corpse of David Johnson, if you have those guys getting carries for six weeks and it torpedoes the Saints season, I will go to airline drive and protest. That is malpractice. <laughs> it, can't, it can't happen. They, they better get a, a running back above room temperature uh, in this draft somewhere. <laughs> But you you know Ralph too, Ralph. They they've got a great history though. I will say of getting those undrafted guys too. Yeah, but it's been a while. <laughs> it has been. been while, it has. Ralph. It's been a while. And then the other guy. Well, the, 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 to be fair, the running back Smith from Baylor, he's killing it in the XFL. <laughs> I, I watched him yes, as the head Washington Defenders. He's leading the league in rushing. So it was a miss, but he wasn't like a. Like a total miss. He's a, he's potential MVP in the XFL. But but I, don't you guys agree? Like you like would wouldn't wouldn't that infuriate you? If the Saints they have a bad season, it would be infuriating, obviously. But would, it would infuriate me more if they have to go six weeks without Alvin Kamara and they didn't properly plan and it sinks their season and they go two and four and miss the playoffs at nine and eight. They're right. like, you know what? If you just would have had a competent running back, you could have killed the clock in those two games or whatever, and you would have went 11-6 and six and you'd have made the playoffs and you won a division. Like, to me, that can't happen. Because here's the thing. Like, the running backs they had last year simply weren't NFL quality. Any of them, not Camaro. Like, they just weren't. And, and even Mark Ingram, God love him, he was kind of broken down at the end, too. So... That's my that's my biggest my biggest sort of fear in the draft because I look at it, guys. I don't think they have so many needs unless they pick a unless they pick like Hendon Hooker at twenty nine, which would be like really bizarre and crazy. Any other position, you can kind of be like, okay, cool. Like right. I can I can see you can make a case for it. Um, but man, if they don't go run it, if they don't go run it back up, you can just just have me on and I, I, I need like ten minutes. <laughs> Let you unload and I. That's right. So That's right. one of the things that bothers me is when you get obsessed with value, and I think this is actually mm-hmm. the goal of the analytics-heavy drafting strategies, uh-huh. is you almost erase the players. Like you erase the player mm-hmm. names, you erase what they're able to do, and you're just right. looking at numbers. And I think that's a mistake because, like you said, fire the scouts. If this is all just mm-hmm. names on a spreadsheet, why, why are you even bothering? And that's why the Saints emphasize the Senior Bowl. It's why they, they draft a bunch of Senior Bowl guys because they get a really close look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Thomas Dimitrov phrased it to me as sniffing the pits, which is very, very graphic, <laughs> but it's it makes <laughs> sense. Uh, and I think that's like when you look at oh, B. John Robinson at number 29, it's like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> we know who this guy yeah, is. We don't have to think about this that much. We don't have to be obsessed with value. We have an elite running back staring us in the face, and you are not going to get an elite player. You're going to get a first-round player, but you're not going to get a top-end player at any other position at 29. And I do think it is that simple sometimes. And a lot of teams tend to overthink it because they're trying to replicate what the Eagles have done. And, you know, the Eagles are the same team that drafted Jalen Rager a pick before Justin Jefferson, right? right? 
So I, I do yeah. think that we overcomplicate this sometimes, and it's like just go find talent and bring it in. Well, the thing that annoys me most about the analytics, or one of the things that annoys me most about analytics people, is they'll judge trades. They don't really go back and look back. Like no. when the Saints traded, when the Saints traded for Adam Troutman in 2020, they gave up four picks for Adam Troutman. Look, and I'm not going to defend and say that it was a good idea by the Saints because Adam Troutman is probably like a backup journeyman tight end that's good at blocking. It's Josh and he's not nearly as good as yeah, not as good at catching as they thought. But no, and everybody's like, oh, Minnesota, that's a great trade for Minnesota. They've been amazing. You ever go back and look at the four players that they took with those picks from the Saints? Nope. It's, it's four. <laughs> they just should have taken the picks and used them to set a fire. Like, <laughs> it's totally, and that's the thing that annoys me with the analytics people with the draft is they look at the, they don't look at the, it, the, the players that pick, like, that to me is what matters. Like, that's why I yell about the Jimmy Graham trade with the Saints. But people are like, oh, it was fun. They got Max Unger. I'm like, no, nah, man. They whiffed on that first-round pick. Like, that trade, you gave up a potential Hall of Fame tight end. And you Stephon Anthony. on your first-round pick to, dip, to, to, to fix your defense, you know. And another thing that, that, that annoys me about the analytics and the draft nerds and the rebuilds, first of all, rebuilds are immoral because – they don't give me a price cut on tickets when the team rebuilds, right? I buy a, I buy a Saints season ticket with my mom. It's two grand. I'm flying in. I don't want the Saints to be rebuilding and, and just just hit hit sim on the on the Madden and go to 2024, right? A lot of us are paying a lot of money for these tickets. So first of all, but the second thing besides it being immoral that I hate is it allows these teams to be like, oh, winning doesn't matter. Well, like Atlanta, like you're in this. You're in this rebuild phase, and you and you didn't go get a quarterback, right? Like, when do we get to judge you on winning? Like the Bears. Like, when is it okay to be like, okay, boys, it's time to win? Yeah. And I and I I'm an EPL fan, and in in English foot in English soccer foot, slash football, if you finish in the bottom three, they literally yeah. kick, you get relegated, you get kicked out of the league for people that don't follow English soccer. So like rebuilding, being terrible, it's not an option. Teams will fire the manager two and three times to avoid it. And, I mean, I, I don't know that I could, my, I could survive that same space with relegation possibilities. I don't know if I could survive that as a person. But I just – I like the fact that the Saints don't do that. The Saints are like, we're trying to win. And the final thing, and this is my thing that just burns me to death with the nerds, and I'll, and I'll get off of it after this. Is <laughs> they're like, oh, the Saints, they're going all in with their car. They're trying to win. They're going all in to finish ten and seven. Whoop de doo! Like, even if that's true, nerd. So what? What are the Texans trying to do? What are the Bears trying to do? Is it is like their plan? Is it guaranteed to be any better than what the Saints are doing? Hey, guess what? Sashi Brown did like a ten year rebuild in Cleveland. They won one playoff game, and they had to go get the weird, gross guy to be quarterback eventually. Like, I just hate that that the nerds somehow pretend that there's this certain way to build a team that's proven better than what the saints are doing when i'm not saying the saints is going to work i'm not saying their idea it might blow up in their face or whatever but there's to me there's no proven model to winning in the nfl that like if you if you just add if you just do step a b and c in five years you'll get a super bowl there's there's not that plan and I just think the nerds are so obsessed with their spreadsheets. But I will say, 
the fact that the Saints are on an island and doing their own thing in a way that no other team does, I really like it. It's, re- it's, really, it's really fun to me because everybody's zigging and the Saints are like, nah, we'll go another way. <laughs> That's Ralph Marlborough, host of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Check it out. Also writes for WWLTV.com. Appreciate your time and the laughs. Have a great weekend, Ralph. All right. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Thanks, man. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 